Your customer's data privacy is important, but so is personalization. Learn how to balance both so you can optimize your ad performance and scalability with Adobe and Meta. Adobe's real-time customer data platform collects and aggregates customer data across channels, helping you build actionable, unified customer profiles. Meta Conversions API creates a direct connection between your marketing data and marketing systems. This helps you better measure results and improve your ad targeting within Meta technologies. Find out more at unlockmarketingdata.com. Increase conversion rates and create privacy-safe targeted ads. Adobe and Meta give you the tools to future-proof your data strategy to go beyond third-party cookies. Visit unlockmarketingdata.com to get started. You have probably felt some major shifts around work in the last couple of years. Quarantine, economic downturns, quiet quitting, and even more transitions in the labor market than ever before. Just about everyone's job has changed in some way, and developments in metaverse technologies promise that things will just keep changing. I'm your host, Kathy Hackle, and this week on Metaverse Marketing, we are going to explore how the world of work and education are expanding and what you can do to keep up. If you can believe it, I'm not just a podcast host. I'm also a Chief Metaverse Officer at Innovation and Design Consultancy Journey. And in that role, I guide teams in building strategies, products, and experiences for the metaverse. In some ways, the work I do is very similar to any other C-suite role, but it takes a certain kind of person to really hack it in this space. Now, the editor of Wired magazine stood on a stage recently and predicted that 30% of the jobs that we do today will not exist by 2032, a decade from today. So how will you and I compete with that? Right, well, ask the AI experts, what do you believe will be the most employable skill sets for the next decade? And they'll tell you the ones that will be the hardest to program. And you say, hey, what are those? And they'll tell you the ones with which you were born. That's Duncan Wardle, former head of innovation and creativity at Disney. We were all born creative. We used to ask why, why, and why again, until we went to school and we were told to stop asking why. These may not have been the most employable skill sets of the last decade. In fact, they weren't, and they didn't need to be. They will be the most employable skill sets of the next decade. On this podcast, we have discussed many times that the metaverse is a great new space for creatives. People who already work with their imagination will only be more inspired by the limitless possibilities. But what if you don't work in a creative field? What other attributes are going to be important for working within the metaverse? Julie Smithson works in the world of XR, and she sees the value of a workforce that is flexible and quick on its feet. The, the core strength of these people that work for you have to become adaptive, not just adapt, but they have to become adaptive. We are on a path of exponential growth straight up. And in order to be accommodating to the changes to, to new technologies coming in, you have to make sure that your team members are going to be, first of all, mentally okay with change and having that flux in their days that things may not always be stable. Things may go left or sideways because of an upgrade or a new tool or an integration. My colleague, the brilliant Adam Sharp, Associate Director of Virtual Worlds at Journey, puts it another way. The kinds of people that are succeeding in these spaces really are the people that aren't afraid to fail quickly. They're the kind of people that are going to dive in headfirst 
and try something and hope that it works. But if it doesn't, they're going to learn from it and they're going to try again. It can be scary to embrace failure. But with these new spaces and emerging technologies, you need to make some room for trial and error. A willingness to learn will be essential in navigating the new normal of Web3. Julie Smithson recommends how to keep sharp. You really have to, you know, make that time, make that time to learn, but give yourself space to learn. And I think that's another big pressure is just because you go to a conference or, you know, a virtual webinar or something doesn't mean you've learned it in that last hour. You need to make sure you learn it and then take an extra hour just to debrief yourself. Did you actually learn something from that? You know, how can you apply that to your job? And, you know, the learning every day is obviously it's a, it's important and maybe it's not every day but you do have to build in a learning plan for yourself to stay relevant and knowledgeable about the the technology itself the new processes that are taking place the takeovers that are taking place the top news on you know what's latest with nfts and blockchain and and things like that there's there is so much so you can't slow down And the best thing to do is put a schedule together and build that time in your life so that you can have that lifelong learning journey, a part of it that isn't stressful. And you just kind of build it. It's part of creating habitual habits in your life, just like exercising and, and you know, deep breathing and meditations and all of that stuff. You have to create that space in your life for learning to, you know, to stay, to stay with the current trends of technology and and the direction that they're flying in. One of those trends has been the shift to remote work. My colleague Brandon Kaplan, Chief Innovation Officer at Journey, believes that work from home rapidly cemented the inevitable future of VR and AR in the workplace. The last couple of years, the world has been through a change. I was, I was reading an article yesterday that commercial real estate in New York City has seen a value drop of over $500 million dollars in the last couple of years. And that's a direct result of people working from home and corporations deciding maybe to not make people go back or reducing square footage on their leases or fully exiting office spaces. And so as a result, I think you'll you'll continue to see that kind of a movement of hybrid work. You're going to see people just working from home, working flexibly. And what that means is we're not going to be in conference rooms together. We're going to be forced to continue to talk like you and I are right now in these little video boxes. And so that technology is going to have to evolve rapidly to give us better connectivity and better user experience and better audio quality and better video quality. And naturally, there's going to be these creative edges that emerge in terms of maybe you and I want to talk through avatar filters. Maybe you want you and I want to have a conversation in space. Maybe you and I want to be having this discussion walking around Fortnite or Roblox and we're recording it. So all of the components of Web3 metaverse conversational AI that are being developed are going to be kind of baked into the evolving hybrid work from home landscape. He also sees an important generational shift. And then compound that with the fact that we have Gen Z and Gen A now that's coming up that are growing up on these platforms and they're in school on these platforms and they're hanging out with their friends in these platforms and you have this convergence of you need a really good audio visual experience in these virtual environments and you could argue that Zoom is a virtual environment so i think that 
young generation and work from home is going to force a lot of these features to evolve in digital and virtual spaces for people to you know collaborate and hang out and work together. It's impossible to talk about jobs in the metaverse and the future of work without mentioning Gen Z and Gen Alpha on some level. These young people have never experienced time without the internet and definitely navigate the virtual world. If they are given the tools and education necessary to build the metaverse, we may see an even more rapid transformation. Esther O'Callaghan founded the learning platform Hundo in order to train up the next generation of workers who will need experience with tech, whether they work in tech or not. I'm fascinated, you know, by, by what things will look like, you know, 20 years from now. But but in the in the very near term, the fact is, you know, if Web3 and the builders, makers, you know, within it want to be able to scale and grow, grow this space, the workforce that is needed simply doesn't exist yet to the extent that it needs to. And if you go back to that big figure, so you go, you know, a billion, well, that's about one in seven people on the planet. And certainly what I'm seeing is even in very, very traditional industries like construction, logistics, even waitressing, you know, and health and social care. Care workers and nurses need to know how to use tablets with AI ML diagnostic tools to treat patients, you know, diagnose patients. I was, I was literally in Sydney in Australia last month and it was waitress, young girl, really nervous first day and we ordered two coffees and an orange juice. Even on your first day, you can remember that order, but she had to put it through a tablet. So there were two managers back and forward, you know, to the table, and it's kind of going, I start to see just how, how, we, how we as society are becoming increasingly augmented, you know, outside of, you know, outside of haptics, you know, and, and headsets. The way that we interact on a daily basis is completely being underpinned by technology at various levels. So as a macro, you know, Chen, it's like, Everyone is going to need a basic level of technical proficiency for all of the jobs that are both in the near future and, and the distant future. That's where platforms like Hundo come in. Education just cannot keep pace with the skills that are needed for the future of work. And not just in Web3 and Metaverse, but you know beyond that, over the next couple of decades, the way that we live, work, learn, earn will fundamentally transform and to a large extent already is. But the current systems struggle to keep pace. So you have a situation where the skills and the requirements of the roles that employers need, and even if it's not just employers, even if young people want to just go and, you know, engage in the creator economy or whatever it is, there is nothing really that they are being taught at the moment that is able to get them to the place that they need to be. And if you try to kind of reform education or change it, you know, you could be there for a very long time. And what we wanted to do was really partner effectively with education and training providers to make sure that young people have an augmented bridge into work. Meta has also seen the value of investing in education and is developing learning products and experiences. Chris Barber, the head of AR Content Business Development and Partnerships at Meta, describes the benefits of these partnerships. The potential for revolutionizing education is one of the things that Meta is investing in through a fund called the Meta Immersive Learning. And one project within that program is in partnership with Victory VR. And it's to launch 10 digital twin campuses, replicas of existing campuses constructed in fully spatial 3D uh, for colleges and, and universities across the US. 
And in these virtual campuses, students will be able to move about, socialize, learn, and compete in activities and take part in classes that they can access remotely. So again, at this seam between the physical and the digital worlds, there are tremendous opportunities for versions of real world objects and, and places to enable you know, more rich and, and deep experience. Education is the gateway for wider buy-in of the metaverse and Web3. When you are able to get someone to experience a new technology, people are excited about the possibilities. Michelle Klein, VP of Global Business Marketing at Meta, emphasizes the importance of partnerships in introducing people to new technologies. We recently partnered with a Smithsonian and we produced a moonwalk uh, in AR and VR, and it allowed people to virtually go to the moon, as, as it describes, and have this, ex, you know, an, an exploration of the lunar landscape. It felt like you were truly in space. And I think those are the kinds of examples where, you know, it, it creates the excitement, it shows the opportunity, and particularly on the education front, the potential. I'm actually really excited about where we're going with our focus on meta-immersive learning and we're currently you know partnering with a lot of different companies and developers to push this agenda forward where we can get education at the forefront of what the metaverse can offer so a good example here is the partnership with prism vr and their focus is to deliver virtual reality for uh, teaching in high schools stem sub subjects in particular and they are partnering with departments of education, partnering with companies like ours to build a more immersive learning path for educated, educators to teach students. And their research from some, some of their early work is indicating that when students have this immersive lesson in VR, it actually helps them understand sort of complex subjects like mathematics even better. Learning in the metaverse sounds pretty fun. Maybe, dare I say it, a bit like a game? Duncan Wardle certainly hopes to see education develop in this direction. I keep getting asked, do I think video games kill creativity? Hello, no. Video games are what? Creative Problem Solving 101. Your kids get to choose their own character. They get to create their own costume for that character. They get to choose who's on their team, real and virtual. They get to choose which adventure they take next. They are creative problem solving live in real time. In My Friend Hip Hop Gamer, describes the benefits he has seen from learning within games. You need something that's gonna grab you that much faster immediately and make you care about it. And that's what the metaverse is doing. So as a creative, that's one part that I love about it. The fact that it's a tool that you can use to teach in an engaging way to get more out of whoever is being um, engaged with the actual product, whatever is being shown off. A lot of times growing up, we never learn about money and how money works and things of that nature. You're not taught those things in school, but in video games and the engagement with the metaverse and NFTs and things of that nature, there's a cool, unique way to learn about how finances operate. And this is great because it sets us up you know, for the future, as well as our kids, it sets them up for the future at an earlier age so we could take this to the next level faster. 
So I think that right there is a crazy engaging way. I'll give you an example. If you play in Grand Theft Auto, right, and you play Grand Theft Auto online, you know, you can buy your buildings, invest in them, and then you can have these buildings generate money while you out doing other missions and things of that nature. And there's a lot of people that's playing games and they're understanding and learning how money works through video games to apply that same mentality into real life. And that right there is just mind blowing to me. You know, even with Minecraft, you gotta build something up and things like that. So there's a lot to be taught there. Rebecca Dixon co-founded The Game Hers because she is passionate about gaming and opening up opportunities for women in the gaming community. And not just because gaming is fun, it's a mega industry with a highly engaged community and many job opportunities. If video games are a passion, um, of yours and you are in middle school and you want to start thinking of what do I want to do with my life? Well, you know, you can layer, layer into that. What, what are your skill sets? So if you're a really good artist and also you like video games, you're thinking, well, I'd like, I love, I'd love to go into that business. It could be graphic design and in, in, you know, in the context of games and you could really go that route. I think another, another way to look at it is, you know, let's say you're interested in, space you know almost any organization that you can look at in from an industry level is using video games in some capacity so i mentioned space nasa uses video games the the military the military has a lot of synergies with games education is another big one i think and also medicine medicine so when you think about doctors doing surgeries using the robots the Doctors who are recruiting from med school and even talking to kids in high school about do they, they want to be doctors one day, there are some fascinating articles around top doctors also being really good video gamers. These kids are going to have you know the world at their fingertips in terms of what they can do if they just start thinking about what are their passions, what industry could that possibly filter into and, and with if it's the video game industry, then sort of the verticals in that industry are almost infinite. It has probably been a while since someone asked you what you wanted to be when you grew up, but the metaverse is presenting an opportunity again to rethink your career possibilities. Esther O'Callaghan encourages everyone to think of how their skills will fit into the future. Part of Web3 for me and the metaverse at the moment for you know a mainstream audience is about discovery. You know, what 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 is this place? You know, what is the metaverse? You know, what what is Web3? And it's kind of going the idea that people can come onto the platform and go, actually, I already have some experience in media, you know, or in marketing, but I want to find out how to get into digital fashion or you know, into development. It's it's not all about not everybody wants to have a hardcore tech, you know, deep tech role. You know, it's about going like, here are all of the nascent and emerging opportunities that are that as Web3 in the metaverse, you know, even from foundational, you know, te technical perspective, there are, there are just a whole range of roles, jobs, things that will start to happen. And it's making sure that we have a learning platform where people can stay abreast of those changes and then actually participate and upskill, you know, themselves. The expansiveness of the metaverse means that there is room for all sorts of strengths and skills. In his experience building immersive worlds, Adam Sharp works with teams that probably sound familiar 
to anyone who has to coordinate and launch large projects. I confidently will say that I can't build worlds without good project management. Now, I know that's not a terribly sexy answer. We want to think that it's the Wild West where creatives can just get in and do what they want. And, and there is a bit of that, and, and we plan for that at the beginning of our projects, right? We, we plan for that, that fail quick, iterate often mindset, but then we, you gotta have that cutoff date where you go, okay, we've failed a bunch, we've learned a lot, let's take all those learnings and put them into practice because we have to hit a deadline. So, you know, those people have to be in the room, and then you've gotta have some writers in the room as well, because you still wanna have a story that goes behind it. And bringing in a writer to kind of craft a narrative around your experience just helps keep your whole team working towards a common goal. Everyone sharing that vision together and knowing why we're doing a certain thing in a world. It's because it fits into the story here. And it's what we want people to take away from it. And then it really is the hard workers. The folks that during their work hours are like, let's, let's, open up a voice channel and just be on voice with each other and throw ideas back and forth while we're working. I, I actually, I love doing that because while our company is fully remote, a lot of us are the kind of people that will have kind of non sequitur thoughts when we're working on something. And I want to quickly just throw this at someone without having to set up a call, without having to organize a meeting. I mean, we definitely need our visionaries as well. And it's because they have the ability to almost have a one track mind of this is the future I want and I'm gonna go get it. No one can stop me. Those kind of people are invaluable. They're the ones that, that really keep, keep the wheels turning because nothing's gonna stop them. Let's take a short break and we'll be right back to more Metaverse Marketing. For marketing professionals, the Metaverse introduces a brand new sandbox for us to create the future of brands and the future of the internet. As we've mentioned before, moving to Web3 does not mean leaving everything we learned in Web2 behind. Instead, Web3 offers more ways to connect with one another and tell more immersive stories. My colleague, Sasha Wallinger, sees a large role for marketers in the metaverse. When I mentioned being a marketer, I think there's quite a bit of an extension and a natural extension of all that we looked to build in Web 2 that can be housed as we bridge this gap from Web 2 to 2.5 into 3. And I think that marketers are really excited about the opportunity to connect with the consumer in a new way, to build this opportunity, adventure and experience together. The, the, the verb that the metaverse produces is spectacular across the workplace ecosystem. So I think also finally that there's quite a bit of job opportunities and opportunities to expand one's curiosity around technology and design and creativity into a new way. There's new job titles that are going to be built and that's fascinating and, and just offers a lot of limitless potential and, and opportunities in the workplace that it's always nice to feel refreshed in what you do and have ability to continue to grow and build. Nicola Mendelssohn, the VP for Global Business Group at Meta, has already seen the marketing industry embrace the metaverse. She sees the flurry of new metaverse executives as a sign of things to come. We're starting to see more and more companies adding chief metaverse officers without even being entirely sure what the role is going to look like because they just know it's going to be important. You know, I saw that 
An example is CAA, the big Hollywood talent agency. They named a new chief metaverse officer who's going to be responsible for all of CAA's go-to-market strategies for clients in the metaverse. You know, earlier in the year, I was thinking about the fact that when we were in Cannes for the advertising and marketing festival, so many people stopped by and they wanted to learn more about the whole area and what they could do. And what became very clear is you got to try the new tech. You can't even start to imagine what it's going to be like without actually experimenting and trying it. So try the tech, experiment, test and learn, because actually alongside with the headsets, there's actually a lot of things that are already accessible right now. So I would definitely also be encouraging people to play around with AR filters, play around with apps like DressX that allows you to try on digital clothing, play games. Um, in VR like Beat Saver or host a meeting in Horizon Workrooms. You've got to get in the mindset of test and learn because it's still early days. But if we if we're not doing those sorts of things, if we're not already starting to to build, then it's kind of going to catch you unaware. Brandon Kaplan sees the need to not only think about the immersive possibilities of the metaverse, but also the opportunities for working with artificial intelligence. There's this category of AI-driven creative tools. You have GPT-3, which is this awesome text creator, code creator, AI-driven tool. You have Midjourney and Dolly and Amazon and Google have their own text-to-image, text-to-video, text-to-3D image. Those technologies have all essentially come out of nowhere, right? In the last six or 12 months, they've, they've emerged onto the main stage and they are rapidly changing creative processes, people are really using them for creative production and brainstorming and ideation. And much like Chief Metaverse Officer has been a new title that has kind of hit the stage and is a very key new title, I think that Artificial Intelligence Creative Director is going to be one of the most important job titles in the coming years. Because when you play with these tools, I could jump in there and say, you know, show me a dragon in space that's made of diamonds. That's cool. And it'll look kind of funky in dream state, but it's not going to be crisp. Somebody else will go in there and use very specific language and sentence structure and directional cues. And the images they're generating are staggering. And in GPT-3, the text and the code and the experiences that people are generating is beautiful. And those are real creative directors. They just happen to be directing an artificial intelligence system rather than a team of graphic designers or, or copywriters. And so I think that that is a space that's going to be very important to everyone in the creative world. And that title of creative, you know, artificial intelligence creative director, you'll start seeing, you know, seeing pop up in, in the coming months and years. And it's brand new. Like it's not even in its awkward adolescence. It's a full toddler stage you know, it's as weird and as awkward as it's ever going to be. You think about like the Boston Robotics robot five years ago and people were laughing at it. Ha, it fell over. That's never going to be a thing. And now it's dancing and doing parkour. Um, that happened fast. And so let's look back in two years at these tools and we'll realize that they are incredibly powerful and allow us to build more and at scale. So the people that get behind it and really learn it are going to be in a phenomenal position. There is no doubt that the metaverse will transform the way we work. Sasha Wallinger explains some of the small ways you may see it incorporated into your workplace. I think within regards to the Web3 ecosystem and, and the metaverse as a whole, it supplies the opportunity for 
workers to connect with one another in different ways. Employees to be able to be trained in metaverse ecosystem allows them to think and see and learn new things. And that's just a huge boon across any type of employment structure. People want to be operative and they want to help and they want to learn and they want to show success. And I think in learning this ability within the metaverse, be it to have an AR, VR headset trying on and experimenting, you know, with a different locale than, you know, than they've been in before or connecting with a member of their team in a, you know, Fortnite, Roblox, Sandbox platform or, or virtual workplace. That's super cool. And I think that, you know, there were these days where we would do very, I guess, paintball or paint by number type workshops or, you know, a, a wine night with, with our colleagues. But now we can have those experiences in the metaverse and we can have those moments to group together as a team and, and learn from one another in a different way. World-building expert and foresight strategist Leia Saidi has been exploring some of the stranger ways we may see our jobs change and new roles emerge. So one of the things that I'm playing around with is the concept of third and fourth lives. And what does it mean when we have different avatars that are stacked with different skill sets? that have different presentations and we're code switching between them. So it might be that, you know, similar to how we build our avatars in gaming worlds where they have like different skills and they have different abilities that they can, you know, build up over time and then we gather points and you build those like the, the way that you would in Dungeons and Dragons, for instance. That could be something that could be applied to work as well. So I might have a avatar that's better suited for one type of work and then a different avatar that's suited for another type of work. And if I'm applying for a job within the metaverse, I might decide to put one forward and not the other because it's more suitable for the position and it has the right sort of skills and abilities attached to its profile. In a metaverse report that we that I wrote with Jesse Damiani, we looked at the idea of meta shamans. And so this construct of going through these transformative transcendent experiences with a guide that's hired to do just that, but it's all within the metaverse and it's giving you that particular dose of reality and reality manipulation to get you towards a certain end. And part of that was inspired by the LSD experiments that happened in the 60s where people were put into a room and run given LSD and asked to solve problems and managed to come up with really amazing ideas and really exciting things. So is there a way to do that? And then of course, we have to think about the fact that the space is unregulated as of now, and that could have all sorts of implications. So it's a bit like the Wild West, and that means that new constructs will emerge, new roles will emerge, and how they interact with each other is going to be something that we have to keep an eye on. As possibilities expand, get ready for jobs that maybe don't feel like work and learning that feels like play. When was the last time going to work sounded so exciting and fun to you? As Gen Z continues to enter the workforce and Gen Alpha comes of age, we will see massive shifts in the jobs we do. On an anthropological level, the idea and concept of career and work are changing. In 2021, I partnered with two fellow futurists, Joanna Lankova and Alexandra Whittington, to write a piece in Forbes exploring the future of childhood. It's titled Five Kids from the Future, where we presented five thought-provoking profiles of what children could be like in the future. I also wrote a piece in June 2020 about seven potential jobs of the future 
everything from chief empathy officer or chief heart officer, there already are a few, including the amazing Claude Silver at VaynerMedia, to hologram stylists and spatial creative directors. While these were all exercises in strategic foresight, the jobs that the metaverse and Web3 are creating will be exciting and will also challenge the status quo. As the world's first chief metaverse officer, I would know firsthand. I do believe that many jobs will be created by the shift that is upon us. And you already have companies like Telefonica and CAA appointing chief metaverse officers, both of whom are my friends and are amazing female professionals, I might add. You already have luxury conglomerates like LVMH appointing a brilliant woman as their head of metaverse and crypto. And the list goes on and on. That's why I decided to write my fourth book, which comes out in January of next year. It's called Into the Metaverse, the essential guide to the business opportunities of the Web3 era. It was recently reviewed by Publishers Weekly, and this is what they said. Though the world's chief metaverse officer population may all fit in a small conference room at the moment, Hackle's fascinating account of the metaverse potential should be required reading for tech-savvy leaders. See, for me, the future is ours to build together. And those of us that work in metaverse-related industries know this firsthand. Now is a time for reinvention. A time for you as a business professional to reinvent yourself or reinvigorate your career. One of the reasons I put so much love and work into this podcast is because I know it's become a resource for many of you that are entering the space or are already working in it. Every time I get a message from one of you, it just cements why this podcast is important and why the things we build today and the roles we start creating for ourselves today can help shape the future. It is my hope that we will have a better future that is more inclusive and accessible. One where work means a lot more to each one of us and one where creativity and self-expression reign supreme. Now, what role will you play in building this future? What jobs do you wish the metaverse will bring with it? It's time to think big and reinvent yourself and the brands and companies you represent. Music